Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Bruin. And welcome back to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And we are recording in the great and mighty month of October here yep. with our good friend, Hostias Flores. Hey, hey guys. Hey, Hostias. <laughs> you movie watching heretic. How are you doing? I am doing great <laughs> in my movie watching. Thank you. I remember oh. when you say that, I just remember Leslie Nope when she refers to Ann Perkins. You beautiful flower or something. That's, I know. That's Parks and Rec. I know. People like it. They say I look like Adam Scott. You you uh, do. Without beard, you do. Without beard, you do. I don't know. Without I mean, beard, without glasses. I have this strange eyebrow situation that he has. You're a little nerdy like uh, the character that plays Adam Scott and Adam I mean, Scott plays. There are a lot of nerdy people out there. But that's that's an endearment term. That's not nothing. I mean, nothing to be ashamed. I of. I mean, though. I literally read comic books for a living. Not for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I literally blink for a living. Is a is a is a format we're used to, I guess. Huh? Mm. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Because I know Adam Scott in the oh, yeah. show loves Game of Thrones. No nah, man. Spoiler alert! There you go. Well, at this point, it's not spoiler alert. It's zero knowledge. It's zero no, knowledge. I I don't. I have a hard time. Um, justifying Game of Thrones as appropriate for a Christian to watch. Agreed. Ooh. I don't watch Game of Thrones either. How about we Agreed. talk about that? No, just kidding. I actually, it was just for me, just lack of interest for the for the franchise altogether. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. just lack of interest. I, I probably didn't get the, into the wave, and then for me, it's just too late to catch up, and I'm probably not not interested at all. So this is Pastor's Appreciation Month that we're recording in, mm-hmm. and um, here's I a hot appreciate take. you, Rich. Thank appreciate you, you too. And I appreciate you, Hoseas. We're small you talking. We don't have a lot of time. Let's do this. What pastors are people to, guys? We have personal lives. We're also trying to follow and live by higher holy standards. But we also do things like watch movies, play video games, read comic books. Um, Ruben, what is your favorite thing to do you're when you're not pastoring? Bro. Yeah. Lately, actually, uh, working out and doing some stuff like health-wise, taking care of my body health-wise. But usually I like uh, reading, playing. uh, I like playing League of Legends. It's one of my oldest and favorite video games. But by the way, it's 10 years, 10-year anniversary of that game. that's crazy. Being the first, uh, well, it's an awesome game. Then uh, I have a Nintendo Switch. I with i like just play i used to play soccer a lot man not anymore yeah but just anything related with working out and just interval and swimming lately swimming mm-hmm. that's what i like doing that that helps me blow off some steam sometimes why less soccer for you well i try playing soccer with my church members uh hey if you guys are listening i love you but uh we we had like a couple of um soccer tournaments where we play with people that were not Christian. Mm. And I think like, I don't know if I'm used to how people play sometimes. I guess in my country, soccer is about like the juggle bonito, you know, like the, the, this passing the ball, the beautiful game and, and just making plays. But I felt like at least where I I played in my area, it's all about getting physical and just (laughs) like (laughs) tackles and slide tackles and, and just pushing and which, it's technically allowed at some point, but 
Uh, I feel like it takes out of the whole beauty of the game. And I stopped playing soccer. I feel a little sad about it. I miss playing soccer with Josias. Yeah, I miss yeah. playing with you too, man. Same team. I miss your long hair flowing in the wind <laughs> as you were running down the midfield. Oh, yeah. The picture in the show notes? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> just picture hey, dude, it in your beautiful minds. Just Josias and Ruben playing the beautiful game in a, flower, in a meadow with flowers. They have beautiful crisp balls doing long passes as Ruben's hair flows. Okay. Um, so it's this Ruben, I caught something here. You know, ultimately, as pastors, God has called us to do an important work. And mm-hmm. we're about helping people and being there for people, right? Well, we're human. Yeah. So, Josias, you are, today we were listening to, um, to Dr. Delahaye, a very effective pastor um, coming to us from Connecticut. And he was talking about how when we put effort in, extra effort in certain circumstances. You can make a huge difference. And you're sharing that that was pretty impactful for you. You want to share that with us? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he was basically the theme for his seminar this afternoon was how to move on to your next assignment, right? And he's speaking to young pastors that are not ordained, that are learning the ropes in ministry, so to speak. And he's talking about how different things, little small things that you can do, excuse me, can really affect your ministry and make an impact as you come into a new assignment to a new church and really help you become solidified in this new community, um, both as a leader and as someone they, they appreciate and they care for and about because you care for them. And I just thought it was powerful that just a little bit of effort can go a long ways in people's lives, you know? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I think about how you know, there are moments, small moments where it makes seemingly small decisions. And I don't think about what the positive repercussions could be if I just choose um, to be there for someone else in small Mm -hmm. ways, you know, just to go the extra mile, even if it's just really tiny. I don't think about the repercussions of that. And then in ministry, I feel like we're hampered by the fact that we don't go those extra miles. And then we see different uh, reactions from people. We see different attitudes from people towards us. And we're like, how did we get here? Like, why aren't we not being as effective as we could be? Why aren't they mm-hmm. um, uh, taking to my leadership and my person as well as they could be? And a lot of times it just took one little thing, right? Like one phone call, maybe a small visit when like their pet died or something, you know, just like mm-hmm. little things like that, that could have made a world of a difference. Yeah. And, and yet we and, neglect and, that. And we neglect because, I mean, ironically, we think it's too small that they won't notice, mm-hmm. but it's too small that at the same time, just doing it, is, it makes a big thing deal for them so -hmm. last week same thing happened to me Uh, i was able to visit a a a person that is attending to a church uh, for it's a miracle story but just the fact of being there he was so happy he expressed it like two three four times and it was me and my wife shout out to cassie she came visiting with me that's awesome and i was really surprised that that person which is not a church member yet but eventually he says that he wants to give his life to, to Jesus. And, Amen. And, mm. and he say, I'm really glad the pastor's here and I'm really glad the pastor's wife's here. And just mm-hmm. that actually made my heart melt with happiness mm-hmm. and, and realizing that even those small things, and that's my little moment of clarity, I guess, resonating with you, Jose, has resonated with what we're learning. And if you are not a pastor or if you are even not Christian, you know, like just try to find little things that can make a big difference in, in the world. Or that's my little, little moment of clarity. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that 
a lot of times we don't realize how people little how, how little people are. Let me rephrase that. Um, I'm not saying little, I'm not saying little people, people as in stature, <laughs> um, but people are not recognized or not um, valued as much as we think they are. Sometimes, you know, hmm. they a lot of times they go through life feeling like they're on their own, mm-hmm. and I think loneliness is a very real thing yeah. in our culture today. Yeah. And so, well, I know as a pastor, I have the mentality that like, well, no one is expecting me to do this. If I don't do this, it's gonna be okay. No one's gonna know, and probably nobody is expecting. Exactly, and and if you don't do it, no one's gonna be on your back like, oh, pastor, why didn't you do that? Because, but when you do it, it just magnified. Like yeah. the impact of that is just so powerful because no, exactly, no one is expecting it. They don't see it as part of your responsibility, and they may not get there from anywhere else. You know, like their family may not be there to support them. Um, they may not have solid friends that are there that are like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I see you in your struggle. I see you in your pain and I'm, and I'm there for you. They may not have that for many, any place. And so just to be there and, and to just go there, even again, it's small, just write a card and say, thank you for, um, you know, something you did at church today or like, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I didn't see you. I hope you're doing okay. Or I saw you going to the hospital. Here's some flowers, just small things like that could just stick in someone's mind and make yeah. a world of a difference because they may not have that anywhere else in their in their um, experience. Yeah. And this is by no means is like, we are experts. We have nothing to bring to the table. We three pastors, Rich, uh, Ozias and I. And well, and at the same time, that's that's the beauty of it because I I believe that for me, the most rewarding part of ministry is knowing that I'm inadequate. Mm. And that's, I preached about this last last time, uh, a few days ago, that Jeremiah felt that he was young. Jeremiah felt that he, he couldn't speak. And I, I feel that way when I, I speak to my English church, like I, mm-hmm. I told him, Hey, you guys, <laughs> I'm not good at speaking, you know, my English sometimes, or, you know, I'm my, my, my words, my grammar and I'm young, you know, but that's the beauty of it. It's, it's not about me. And mm-hmm. hopefully it will never be. Hopefully I'm going to pray to God that I'll be inadequate or have some kind of sense of being inadequate, not in the sense of feeling less than anybody else, but in the sense of feeling that I need more of God. So mm. that's, that really helps me. And in this month of October, I've been meditating about it a lot and about like my calling and I guess what I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. I think, and the reason I, I was asking you, Ruben, about not just a segue, like what do you like to do and what's your favorite? And I tried to bring emphasis for all of us here and who's, everyone who's listening on the fact that what we get to do and how we how we live our lives as pastors is is changed and is secondary to our calling. We come from places um, we don't go where we can where we enjoy the area the best, where our friends are. We go where we're called. Mm-hmm. We go where where a pastor is needed, and we provide that need, and we pray and ask that God would send them send us somewhere where we are needed. And while we're there and we're doing that in order to be able to provide that extra oomph of showing someone they matter deeply God into us, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, there's that ultimate balance of, you know, Delahaye was, was sharing, and Nicardo Delahaye is the gentleman's, is the pastor's name. Um, he was sharing, you know, guys, you know, don't be lazy. Don't be, 
playing video games when you should be visiting. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's that balance of yeah, there. Are, it's a gray line of whether in that moment of your exhaustion, it's going to be best to relax and take care of yourself or go and take care of that other person. Mm. And I don't know an ultimate rule of thumb. You know, it depends on the relationship. Like honestly, right now I'm on the fence of whether I was on the fence earlier of taking tomorrow off after traveling or taking the time to visit with someone who I haven't been able to person person with for a while. And it's, it's a hard decision, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, there are times when presenters are really, really emphasize how much we need to take care of ourselves and take a break and don't work so hard. And there's other times when they emphasize how hard we need to work and we need to stop taking so, so many breaks. Yeah. Um, and, this and is, how hard this is it's too journey. hard. Yeah. How hard is too hard. Where, where do you get to draw the line? What worked for Pastor X may not work for Pastor Y. My moment of clarity for me is ultimately my job. I don't think there's a book or a magic thing um, or 10 easy steps there might be, but to figure out how to make that decision best, mm-hmm. it seems to me ultimately that you're familiar, that knowing yourself better, I guess these are three steps, knowing yourself better, really assessing the situation and really just being open to God, Lord, please help me know, just seemed mm. to me that all I know to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause this is something I've been wrestling on. It's been, real deep undercurrent gnawing at me, like coming to the service kind of today of what do you do with this? Mm. And I, I know it goes beyond pastoral ministry. It goes in friendships, right? Mm-hmm. It goes in family relationships. You have that, that parent or that sibling or that cousin or that friend of your wives who's just gets on your nerves and you're so tired from your work. But at the same time, if you put a little extra in, it could make a big difference for them. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Do I take care of me? Do I just take care of them? Which one do you tend to do more? Maybe take a break and do the other. Mm-hmm. We can get in these ruts, right? And we can go in extremes. So I have a couple of thoughts on that. I think um, from what I hear you saying about, you know, how much is too much, you know, like at what point do we stop or do we keep going? Mm-hmm. I think structure in self-imposed structure goes a long way, especially in pastoral ministry, Mm. because we don't have a set schedule, right? Like we don't have a clock in and out time. And so setting up a structure where you can keep yourself accountable because you have something yourself. You say, you know, I'm going to either work these hours or these are my goals. And then keeping yourself to that, I think helps Mm. to alleviate some of that guilt that could come with, I can do more, I can do more, I can do more. I've seen multiple pastors that have fallen into the trap of, you know, I should have done more. I should have done more. There's and no baseline. That's what you're exactly, trying to say. Exactly. Because you can always do more. There's always more people that need help. There's always more people that could use uh, a, a little extra visit or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Even when and, you're working 50 hours a week. Exactly. Whether it's a small church or a big church, people mm-hmm. are going to try to take away from you. And, and, you know, you're supposed to give as you're being filled, but having that structure helps um, and it will help alleviate some of that guilt. Having said that too, I remember a, a youth pastor um, a youth director actually that I, um, he was speaking to some of us guys when, I, when we were at uh, Hawaii, I was a student missionary in Hawaii. And he talked about how ministry is doing what you love and bringing other people along with it. Mm. And so he was, he was talking about how he um, is a big fan of, I think it was like 
they're biking or something. Mm -hmm. And so instead of trying to minister outside of that, he said, you know what, how can I take dirt biking and bring other people along and show Christ to people as I do this? And so he would take young people in his community and the neighborhood knew him because he would take trips with their bikes and stuff and just take other youth from the community out on these trips. So uh, I think structure and then also, um, you know, serving out of your passions and taking people along with that, that can really help. And I think that's a big thing too, because if you're doing what you love, it's, it's, there's that, that merging, right. Of self-care and other centered service. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But a lot of those times that Delhi was talking about. Yeah. And that's, so ultimately, you know, self-care, Christ-centered service, there is going to be, um, a, there's going to be tension. There's going to be struggle. Yes. And, and that comes because of the, this decision making of our, uh, the nature of our, our, of our jobs, I say, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, this, this afternoon we were talking about, um, case studies, different scenarios and different situations. And many people answer, Hey, you got to do this. And some people were really adamant. Is mm -hmm. it the word adamant? They were like, Hey, this is the way to go. And then the other person will say, no, I actually will do it this way. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. and then the person says, no, no, I'm going to do it the other way. And even the person with more experience says, okay, I'm going to do it this way. What mm -hmm. is the right way? I mean, at, at the end of the day, the, the, the pastor is the one who has to pull the trigger. The local pastor has to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I feel that in, in regards of that, it, it, it just comes to wisdom and I guess failure. Hmm. Nobody likes failure, man. No, 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 nobody likes failure. No, nobody likes to know that the decision has a chance of actually blowing up your face, you know, but, um, and, and, and just the fact that you need to accept that failure is an option. At least that gives me a sense of humility. And I think it's okay not to know everything. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, Happy Pastors Appreciation Month to all of our pastors Woot. and all of our church people and all the people. There are people that work hard and sacrifice a lot to help better support you and to make this world a better place. Thank you for being one of them, whatever you do. And thank you for listening with us today. This is Clarity Podcast. Hosius, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. Love being a part of this conversation. Yes. And before you guys leave, remember, we have a special thing going on. What is the thing? Drum roll. We have the drawing. Yes. So please rate, review, rate and review us on whatever platform you use for podcasts. And your name will be in the running for a gift card of 25 US dollars for Amazon.com. That will be finalized near the end of November. So rate and review, share if you love what you're hearing, tell us if you don't. Well, we also have our social media outlets and uh, we, you can reach us on Twitter at Clary Podcast. We have Facebook, facebook.com slash Clary Podcast. Please contact us and we'll be really happy to hear from you. Thank you for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Stay tuned for more. I'm Ruben. And I'm Rich. And this was Clarity. Clarity.